Hey everybody, welcome back to the Be Your Own Bank podcast. It's everybody's favorite time of the week. The weekly roundup. You had a little extra in that, I think. Yeah, it was a hawk. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. Welcome back, everybody. Good to see y'all. Wish I could see you, but we're here. We're ready. Big news this week. Big, big news. But first, please remember to like, subscribe, drop a comment. We appreciate that. So Google getting into crypto big to the tune of $1.5 billion. We're going to get to that. Additionally, Coinbase, a couple execs have been hit pretty hard with insider trading. And finally, the Federal Reserve is going to stop CBDCs. Ooh, what does that mean? What are they going to do instead? We'll let you know. I think we need like some music, some dun 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 dun, you know, after that. What do you think? Okay. okay. I'll talk to the editor. All right, you talk to the editor. So first up, Google. $1.5 billion has been invested into crypto platforms. Um, and the big corporations, the legacy companies, as they're called, have invested over $6 billion from September 2001 to June 2022. Did I say 2001? 21, I assume. 21, yeah. 21 to 22. September 21 to June 22, over $6 billion invested through the legacy companies into crypto projects. Because if you meant 2001, crypto wasn't even around in 2001. So, well, what about hash cash? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, Alphabet, the parent company of Google, they have specifically put quite a bit of money into companies like Dapper Labs, which brought you CryptoKitties, as well as Top Shots, which is those trading cards that we talked about, the NFT sports clips and... That's NBA, athletes. right? Top Shots? I think yeah. Top Shots is just NBA. Is it just NBA? Pretty sure, yeah. Okay. Well, either way, trading cards, snippets of clips in NFT form. So big company. Um, we talk about BlackRock, they're invested in Circle and FTX, the exchange Circle, of course, is the company that brought you USDC and functions as sort of the clearinghouse for that. Um, Samsung is getting big into the gaming world with Yuga Labs. Um, sorry, Yuga Labs isn't gaming yet. Uh, Sky Mavis, which is Axie Infinity, the little cute little Pokemon trading game, esque trading game. Um, Animoca Brands, which we talked about, they make um, some really big mobile games with crypto included. And then Yuga Labs, of course, is the big NFT company that makes Board Ape Yacht Club, um, Mutant Kennel Club, all those different board collections that are insanely valued. Uh, PayPal's getting in. Let's see, Citibank. LG is invested in Sandbox. So a lot of these big name companies, Microsoft, Consensus, they're all getting into crypto. It's not just Google, right? Google's 1.5 billion. These other companies are, are more than that, correct? Well, it looks like- um, $6 billion. $6 billion total with, I think, Google leading the charge. Since, since late last year. Since late last year, yeah. That's- that's a lot of money in a short amount of time. In seven months, six billion invested throughout all these companies into crypto. A lot. Being, Don't hold me on the math, but that's almost a billion dollars a month. 
I'm going to hold you on the math. But yeah, you're right. I'm right. It's close. It's close to a billion a month. Um, and now That's BlackRock's partnered with, because it's not on here, BlackRock's partnered with Coinbase now. Okay. So some are saying, well, they crashed Terra and now they're buying the dip by partnering with Coinbase. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they Why are. Why wouldn't they be? Why wouldn't they? They got to grow their $8 trillion stash. Nine. Nine trillion. Yeah. Wow. So that's exciting to me. I mean, the rich get richer, but we ride on the backs of giants. So this just shows again how viable this thing is, how it's going to continue to be invested in and grow. Um, I think it's kind of funny that Coinbase got hit with insider trading. I mean, it makes sense. There wasn't really any rules about it that they cared to follow. This is this is the segue. <clears throat> this is the segue. Got it. Okay. You like that segue? Sure. I think I rode right into it. Yeah. Um, so an independent research study from out of the University of Technology in Sydney um found Australia? that Australia. Found that between ten to twenty-five percent of 146 different token listings on Coinbase were potentially Potentially? Potentially. Potentially. We're potentially insider traded. I think potentially is right, though. I think because yeah. they were potentially intentionally I like insider that. traded. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. We just made up a word here on the Be Your Own Bank podcast. I don't think you can say we because it was me, it, but you defined it. So. I defined it. Yeah. So it's we. We okay. made up a word together. So potentially, they we're insider trading and the way that they figured this out through the study is they looked at dexes decentralized exchanges um the sweet spot was 250 hours before listing and they look back it up a little bit okay. insider trading for insider those of you who don't trading. know oh right 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 insider trading is basically getting information early so that you can make a decision on what horse to ride like if if they were like, hey, this horse is taking a bunch of steroids. You should probably bet on him. You should probably bet on him. And then you do bet on him. That would be insider trading. A better example would be you work for Apple and you're a top CEO and you know what their earnings report is going to be and you know it's going to be a loss. And so you sell a billion dollars worth of shares before the earnings report comes out. That is also an example of, of insider, insider trading. trading. Right. So it gives you an unfair advantage. Right to the market to gain money. Or here's an even better example. What's your example? What if you're in Congress and you know that mm. you're going to be writing some legislation yep. and voting on it and it's going to pass and yep. that has to do with solar panels or has yep. to do with so infrastructure yep. or has to do with uh, starting a war somewhere, then you would probably buy into some of those military industrial complex companies and you'd make a ton of money. Or... Why don't we just go for what actually happened when uh, Congress just bought a bunch of oil companies right before they jacked up the price? Love it. So now that we understand what insider trading is, um, they looked at 100 to 300 hours <clears throat> on DEXs before the initial listing of these coins on or tokens on Coinbase. And what they found was a sweet spot of, a, of 250 hours before there were on 10 to 25% of these coins a 
irregular pump, pump up of value on these seemingly random coins. Um, then they were listed. And of course, the price plummets because people buy in and then the insiders take their profits. Well, it doesn't plummet right away. It pumps more because it gets listed. And mm -hmm. then all of the, the noobs, the rubes, they buy in high and then they get eviscerated. Eviscerated. Happens all the time. Yep. But the rich get richer. And so there is a Coinbase executive that's been charged by the Department of Justice and he is pleading not guilty. So we'll see how that goes. Well, and I think it just boils down to the fact that we don't have regulation. If we had regulation, right now it's, it's you know, Keystone Cops, they're just, they're penalizing people after the fact as opposed to writing the rules. If the rules were in place that said you can't, you know, buy something before it's listed, then nobody would, right? Or at least they'd be more ambiguous about it. Yeah, well, and more specifically, the name of the Coinbase product man manager that was charged, his name is Isan Wahai, and they claim that, authorities are claiming that he shared pre-listing announcements with two others and made over a million dollars from their insider trading. Which doesn't seem like a lot, but if he made a million dollars, that means somebody lost a million dollars. Right. Right. Exactly. Finally, we talked before about central bank digital currencies, CBDCs, or AmeriCoin. 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 And we told you that we'd update you. So here's the update. The feds, specifically Governor Bowman, she's a part of the Board of Governors for the Federal Reserve. She's saying, we don't need CBDCs. We don't need central bank digital currencies. I agree. I agree. We but already I, have crypto. We have crypto, but they want to have something they can control. Wait a minute. They're not going to go in on crypto? I thought that's what we were trying to do. No, because they say they have a much better option. There has to be a better There's way. There's a better option, and it's called FedNow. FedNow? FedNow. Okay. Yep. And what it is is an eight-step process to giving you instant transactions between banks. Sounds like Venmo. It's like Venmo, but totally controlled by the government and has way more steps. <laughs> and that's better than crypto? I'm not saying it's better. They're just saying it will fulfill. Bowman is saying it that's will fulfill. Saying. Yes. They're saying this is better than crypto. They're saying it will fulfill the same duties that the CBDC will. So why do we need to even do it? Because it's still going to function the same. Because it's going to give you instant money, 24-7, bank to bank, even small branch banks across the United States. It's supposed to roll out mid next year. That sounds cool. Does it? Does it? Not to me. Well, it does, it does exactly what crypto does, but it's governed by the government. It's governed by the government. So basically, there's eight steps. We, there's a diagram for it. Read, read through all of the eight steps. You want me to read through them all? I want you to read through them all. Okay. So I'll read this just like uh, one of those pill ads at the bottom. So the, the goal, though, right, is that you're, it's like Zelle. So you're going bank to bank. Almost instantaneous transfers, <clears throat> and they settle immediately. And it says within seconds. 
Okay, so your transfer within seconds. So Zelle's like that, right? Zelle does a pretty good job of that. I don't know how Zelle monetizes, but um, they obviously work. So Mm -hmm. they're taking that instead of investing in in blockchain. Right. And with blockchain, it's two steps, three steps. This is eight. So let me give you the Cialis abridged version super fast reading That's when good, when they give you the all the side effects. So here are the side effects of What's it called? Fed, fed now. Fed now. Fed now. I want my fed now. Step 1. A sender initiates a payment by sending a payment message to its financial institution through an end user interface outside the fed now service. The sender's financial institution is responsible for screening the payment according to the internal process and requirements. Step 2. The sender's financial institution submits a payment message to the fed now service. Step 3. The FedNow service validates the payment message, for example, by verifying the message meets message format specifications. Step four, the FedNow service sends the contents of the payment message to the receiver's financial institutions to seek confirmation that the receiver's financial institution intends to accept the payment message. At this point, the receiver's financial institution will have the opportunity to confirm or deny that it maintains the specified account. Step five. The receiver's financial institution sends a positive response to the FedNow service, confirming that it intends to accept the payment message. Steps four and five are intended to reduce the number of misdirected payments and resulting exception cases that can occur in high-volume systems. Step six, the FedNow service debits and credits the designated master accounts of the sender's and receiver's financial institutions or their correspondent financial institutions, respectively. Step seven, the FedNow service sends a payment message forward to the receiver's financial institution with an advice of credit and in parallel sends the acknowledgement to the sender's financial institution notifying it that settlement is complete. And finally, step eight, the receiver's financial institution credits the receiver's account. As a term of FedNow service, the Federal Reserve Bank anticipates requiring the receiver's financial institution to make funds available to the receivers almost immediately after step seven. This crediting to the receiver's account as well as the debiting of the sender's account by their respective financial institutions happens outside the FedNow service. Oh, is, is that all? That's it. Wow. It's a it's a five step process that they do in eight steps. Uh it sounds like the government to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you could just send some US dollar coin from point A to point B in one step. Because it just gets validated by a bunch of computers and there's no middlemen involved. And you don't have to agree to accepting the money, it just gets sent there. Right. And you can't double spend it. And you which, don't have underwriters and you don't no. have, yeah. The, I mean, trusting banks with your money is what we're talking about is the problem. So now we're just saying, well, let's let the government and the banks work together. We're adding literally a, another, there's three. So if you look at the diagram, there's sender and receiver, right? Yeah. There's three middlemen. There's sender's institution, fed now service, receiver's institution. They've literally added more middlemen to this process. Than the current process? Than the current process. Okay. Because the current process is two financial institutions. But I'm sure there's still a lot of behind the scenes stuff well, that yeah, has to happen. For sure. But with wire transfers. So it's it's less expensive for the consumer or for the person utilizing the banking, the new banking, the Fed now banking system, but there's more mouths to feed. Mm-hmm. It seems like they might get a smaller percentage, sure, but it sounds like there's they're adding these steps so that they don't lose their grasp on the financial system. Yeah, not ideal. I can wait for Fed now. I can wait. I can wait. 
So we'll see. 2023 is when it's supposed to come out. Oh, this is happening. This is happening. This is look the other way. It's literally the opposite of what we want. Mm-hmm. Hate it. Hate it. <laughs> Even a CBDC would be better than this. It would. And but we're not going to get that. We're not going to get that. At least now. Thanks, Michelle Bowman. That's the roundup. Thanks for tuning in. All right, let's take a look at those charts. All right, let's take a look at Bitcoin. Right now, we're sitting just over 20,000, right around 20,200. You can see that we have failed the 50-day moving average. It is acting as resistance. We need to make it above the 50-day moving average. I've also drawn a head and shoulders pattern here, which I've noticed is a potential. The right shoulder hasn't been made yet, but we could go back up to 22 before we come back down to 20 for the last time before we break 20 and move down. If we take a look at the other chart, we have that bear flag that we looked at last week, and that did confirm the move could take us down to 18K. Looking at a third chart, same thing. We have a bigger bear flag that did confirm. We have a resistance line in green here that has acted as resistance for quite some time. This move is a little more dangerous. You can see 9,000, so in the 10K range, that one's a little scarier. As long as 20K can maintain, the longer it can, the better chance we have to go back up. But as you can see, these charts reject quickly. So I would be conservative at this point. All right, let's take a look at total market cap. We are still right around the $1 trillion mark. That needs to hold, and we need to break 1.2 in order for momentum to change it all. All right, let's take a look at dollar cost averaging. I've got Verge XVG. It is a third of a penny at the moment, so you can buy a lot for a little. This one has revisited basically back to ground zero. It's been correcting for over a year now. Might be a good opportunity. Next, we've got Waves. Waves is $4.50. Waves likes to pump and dump seems to be bottoming out, might be a good time. And finally, Litecoin, same thing. We seem to be finding a little bit of a bottom here, right at $55, might be a good opportunity for Litecoin. That's it for the charts, gang. We are the Bit Bros. Remember, we are not licensed financial advisors. All content is intended for educational purposes only. Please do your own research and only risk what you're willing to lose. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Please remember to like, subscribe, follow, comment, all those great things. And you can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'll see you next week.